Welcome to Evolution in Controls. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Tim Wilson. In our technology-driven industrial society, the push for faster, smarter, safer never seems to stop. The expectation is that new technology be introduced in the next iteration of every product design. With the pace of technology change, this process has virtually become a trend of continuous optimization. And that presents a problem. For mobile equipment manufacturers, these new technologies can push the boundaries of existing R&D groups. Compounding this, manufacturers are facing record levels of staffing shortages. And when you add a continuous flow of new technology to understand and integrate, well, the hurdle of making your machines faster, smarter, safer becomes quite high indeed. And this is where partnerships become important. Collaborative development allows the partners to bring their respective talents and knowledge base to a common design goal. Each party works on their respective areas of expertise, and the end result is greater than either party could achieve independently. Here to talk with us about Morel's involvement in mobile equipment optimization is Kevin Kegerice. He's Morel Group's Director of Mobile Sales. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Kevin, let's start out by talking about what the collaboration process looks like. Well, Tim, that's an interesting question. I would say that it's uh, the, the collaboration process varies depending on the customer. Um, some customers with extensive engineering departments uh, have different needs and uh, maybe some are smaller uh, customers that we work with, but the collaboration to the end of defining what the customer is looking to uh, achieve on their machine um, is not always the first path to, um, to market, so to say. Uh, some companies don't look at someone like a Morel to... Um, you know, come in and be an extension of their engineering department. So that collaborative effort, the more that we can get involved in understanding the needs of the machine, um, what they're trying to improve on the machine, um, and where they're going with their future designs of the machine, um, greatly change how we come about our solutions that we put, put to the customer. So some customers look at us as an extension, others look at us maybe as a job shop. Uh, in a sense, yeah, and I, I find that the customers that are more open to collaboration would be more the customers that see us as an extension of their engineering department, you know, and uh, you know, some customers, for some reasons, uh, will keep some of their intellectual properties close to their chest, and maybe they um, don't understand the capabilities that we might have. What are these customers asking us to help them accomplish on their machines? What are, what are they seeking to have done? Well, it, it, again, it varies from account to account, but uh, I, I would say you know some of the unknowns of what are out there. You know, um, there's regulations that are out there with uh, you know both safety, um, you know, emission standards from the from the EPA. How to meet these standards uh, are, are not always uh, known. Uh, processes to these companies, you know, and uh, especially if they're exporting uh, equipment to maybe even Europe, there's different standards that many of our partners, you know, and Morel have a deep understanding of those those regulations. Uh, overall machine efficiency is a big deal. You know, if it's fuel efficiency on the piece of equipment, or now as customers look to electrify their equipment, um, the efficiency that you have for accomplishing your functions on your equipment directly relate to reduced or increased fuel efficiency, or even uh, increased battery life if you're going on the electric, electrical side of things. So. so they're asking us to help them make their machines better, more efficient, yes. and yeah. more compliant with regulations. That's a good way to put it. What type of industries 
are you finding that are most active in, in this process with us? Well, across the, the numerous mobile industries that we get into, you know, everything from construction equipment to agriculture equipment, um, we're seeing significant advancements in precision ag. You know, there's more technology that goes into, uh, you know, the food that gets put on your table. You know, I, I think you know, people don't realize how much technology is really going in to producing some of those agricultural products that are out there. Um, the forestry industry, for instance, uh, you know, we, we, we do a lot in that industry with multiple manufacturers and overall, you know, horsepower was king in those industries. The more horsepower on the machine, the better it was, the less likely it was to break down. And I think the end customer base is finally seeing that efficiency, fuel efficiency, you know, there are these EPA standards that are affecting equipment. So um, it could go across all of our mobile industries. And um, we have quite a few throughout our, our, our geographies that we work with. So as the electrification trend increases, the emphasis on efficiency becomes more important? Uh, yeah, I believe it ab absolutely will. Because at the end of the day, when you make an electrified piece of equipment, um, charging life is going to be, you know, when you buy a car today, you ask about fuel efficiency or looking at an electric car, it's everyone's talking about how far can I go between charges. So if I'm buying a piece of mobile equipment, be it, you know, a street sweeper, a piece of forestry equipment, I'm going to want to know how that piece of equipment will perform in my day that's typical today. If I'm out working a 10-hour, 12-hour shift, do I have to take it back and charge the piece of equipment again. So overall efficiency will be key to the development of electrified equipment in the future. Well, how do the companies, our, our customers, how do they view the cost of the development? Does, do they view us as affecting the cost of development in any way? Um, yeah, yeah, that's a great question, Tim. It's uh, it, our customers, the level of collaboration we get to, I find that our customers find that as an indirect cost of doing business with Morel. Okay. So in other words, you know, it's not just the, the purchase order line item detail of buying a part from Morel, but our true collaborative partners see the services that we offer um, as a benefit, as an indirect cost that they can't always put on a, a P&L sheet necessarily, but they see it as an investment that they don't necessarily have to make themselves. Do we charge them for our collaborative work? Uh, it, Depending on the complexity of the project, generally we do not. Okay. Um, if we're doing some full machine development for you know, maybe some controls platforms mm -hmm. or we're doing programming and um, machine functionality, yes, we will have some fees for one-time programming. But uh, generally applying the hydraulic side of our business or even sizing up components for electrification, uh, that would be inclusive with our products. Well, give some examples of some collaboration work that we've done. I'd be happy to. Um, you know, I think of we had an application in the forestry market recently where the customer came to us. Um, they knew of Morel as a supplier. You know, they knew of us as uh, a supplier for some of our major partners that we represent in the marketplace. And they started with us on a, a base meeting of the scope of the project of redesigning a core piece of equipment. So um, in this application, Morel's team of um, engineers, sales engineers, um, together with our vendor partners, um, met with the customer multiple times, uh, determined the application that we were working on, the machine functionality as it sat today. Um, you know, questions like, what do you like about the current performance of your piece of equipment? Um, you know, 
are there functions of your competitor's equipment you'd like to see you know put into your equipment you know, we bring out those facts of where they want to go with that project so in this particular application um, we looked at the valving configurations of what they were currently using to what we could offer um, with some understanding of how the functions actually worked we built some efficiencies into the valve solutions um, even down to little details of asking how product was installed during the production side uh, one of our partners is presetting valves the flow rates the the pressures on the valve so that's an indirect cost that they're otherwise taking longer to set up the piece of equipment when it's on the plant floor uh, coupled with you know in this application there's a lot of conveyor applications where we're using radial piston motors um, highly efficient products you know we we got down to understanding the pressure levels uh, the flow rates and in certain instances, we were able to elevate pressure levels to downsize equipment to where they were otherwise using larger displacement motors to achieve applications. Um, so overall, the, the, the complexity of the existing equipment with better efficiency was realized in that application. Um, another application comes to mind. We have a customer that uh, actually makes uh, uh, what we call an, a, a straddle crane. I actually have, actually have a model of one right here. Uh, you do intermodal you straddle crane. I like um, it. This has been a long-term customer of ours. Um, and did, did we build that model? Well, we did not build this model. Okay. This All is right. actually All something right. that uh, you know you might have. This is actually working for like a model train set. You know that it's uh, <laughs> actually used for that. But uh, it's a good illustration of the size and scope of the piece of equipment. Traditionally, in this application, Morel has traditionally sold a lot of hydraulics to this customer. Okay. Uh, but recently, um, their steering on all four on all four wheels here is actuated with a, a slew bearing, and they were having problems with long-term life um, premature failures that they were seeing, and it became a question of: Is it being maintained by the customer? Is it the right lubrication being used? So we collaborated with the customer to come up with a. Um, automated lubrication system so that there is precise amounts of lubrication delivered at, at, at precise moments uh, to solve the problem that they had at hand. And it, you know, this customer um, you know, would have otherwise only ever thought of us mostly for the hydraulic side. You know, so expanded capabilities with them on that. So we took an existing product line and turned it into a system that applied on the, the customer's machine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fascinating. Yeah. I like it. That's neat. Well, a lot of technology change coming ahead. What does the future look like? What do you see as the future of our involvement with mobile customers in the mobile market? The, the buzzword uh, that you hear today is e-mobility, right? Everyone's interested in you know, going, getting away from emissions, getting away from the diesel engine. Um, long term, do I think certain applications will get there, but some of these smaller companies... Uh, the infrastructure to get there quickly is not there. So I see um, more sophisticated hydraulics coming into simpler applications where otherwise you might see a handle today okay. that's directly connected to a valve where maybe there's an efficiency level that could be realized by employing a solenoid hydraulic valve and using a machine controller to vary the performance of the machine based on the different scenarios that it might be in. Um, if we take it a next step there, you know, there might be where we're providing power on demand with hydraulics, you know, so. Um, like a Citronic system? Very similar to a Citronic system. Okay. And uh, 
before full electrification is realized, or even in some applications where the power density of hydraulics will never be replaced. You know, if you think of large, large cylinders on a piece of earth moving equipment, they might never be able to replace that with an electrical actuator. So, but are we turning a, almost like a servo motor, uh, driving a pump to provide mm -hmm. on-demand power for that application? Um, so I see a lot of that coming in the near future. And I think that'll be a very big education curve for the mobile industry in general, is these are very new concepts and technologies that will be applied. Is the new technology, is that gonna drive our collaborative efforts in a different way than, it, than currently? Are we gonna have to be a stronger partner? I, I believe yes. I believe the customer base's knowledge of these types of technologies, mm -hmm. uh, just because it's a new technology, is not developed. You know, so with Morel's capabilities, our partner's capabilities in these areas, I think our customer base will depend on us more and more for application knowledge and, and um, you know, collaboration to their, their solutions. Hmm. Fascinating. I appreciate the time. We're, we're getting close to the end. Is there, is there any last example or any last thing that you'd like to talk about from a collaboration effort between Morel and some of our customers? Uh, I think the biggest thing for me that our customers should know is that they can never stop challenging us enough. Um, there's a knowledge base within our team, within our partnerships, um, and sometimes we can be known as a, a component manufacturer, right? Or a component supplier where we provide maybe a particular valve or a particular filter, and they're not really seeing what's behind the curtain with all the other capabilities that we might have, or not might have, that we do have for that matter. So I, I, I challenge our customer base to challenge us and challenge our partners. Kevin, that's great. I really thank you for your time. To learn more about how the Morel, Morel mobile team recently optimized a wood chipper machine, visit morel-group.com forward slash wood chipper. Don't forget to subscribe to Evolution in Controls on whatever platform you use for podcasts or on YouTube for a video version so you can be updated when we release new episodes. Thank you again for joining us today. I'm Tim Wilson. Keep moving.